Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Thursday, the 10th of February. My name is Ben, and on the line is Andrew. How are you today, mate? Very good, mate. How are you? We are 10th in the league. Could be <laughs> <ridiculous>. better. <laughs> He's stupid, dead bat port, and I agree. He said, like, are they counting our points? I know. <laughs> it's stupid, isn't it? Like, we've won seven of our last nine, I think it is, and... Or is it it'd be eight of our last ten, in fact, going back to the, the Reading game? And That's we've gone right. up like yeah. three places in that time because of the games getting cancelled. We've won more games than anyone else in the past seven uh, or something like that, and we've barely moved. <laughs> yeah, I think we've actually... Because I, I went to see... Because uh, I was just looking to see how many goals we conceded under Heckingbottom, mm. and I think we've... I think since he took over, we've won the most games, but also played the least amount of games out of any other team. So somehow we're stuck in 10th, but um, a, a massive win last night over West yeah. Brom. Uh, and as you were saying just before um, just before we started recording, we haven't really uh, shared our own thoughts on it to each no. other. So I'm, I'm coming in fairly cold to this, I suppose, but a 2-0 win. Difficult game to judge, I felt. Yeah. Watch. Go on, give me your give me your your opening thoughts then. Uh, I don't think we were at our best, but I think we deserved the win. I I think we were better than them purely because West Brom, as far as I know, didn't actually create a genuine chance. I suppose the closest they got were Deed and Agana when they were playing through. Yeah, and um, Baldock's obviously maybe we'll come on to his amazing tackle. It was bizarre because I thought we were a bit sloppy with his passing and stuff, and I thought they definitely started better, but. They never did anything. And there were all the talk before us. I think I said it on this pod, actually, about their fans were saying, we've got no creativity. And I was looking at the team thinking, well, you have. You've got some decent players there. But mm. I understand exactly what they mean now. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, look, they, they outshot us in the end. But I think they had three shots inside the box, I think it was, in the entire game. Yeah, they were game. all they're long just... ranges, mostly from Adam Reach trying to go back to his Wednesday glory. <laughs> what is he doing in West Brom's? T- I mean... I'm sure we'll talk about West Brom in plenty of detail, but I just, I guess I tell you, imagine if they end the season in ninth or something with Steve yeah. Bruce as manager and Andy Carroll playing on his own up front. I mean, yeah. how, obviously that hasn't happened yet, but if that do come to pass, how no have they arrived at that? Yeah, and there's no future. Whatever you think, they'll, they could turn around to us and say, you've got Billy Sharp up front, but obviously yeah. as we know, we've also got NGI and Brewster and... You know, young players, really young players, Bogle and, you know, yeah. not even 22 yet. There is something to build with, I think, with us, no matter what happens. Whether we get the chance to see these players flourish with us is a different, you know, argument altogether. But you do look at that West Brom team and it's very old. And there's obviously scatterings around of, like, younger players. But, yeah, it's, I, it, I don't know. They, they look a tired team to me, West Brom. And they could change it around, you know what I mean? I don't think they were a bad side. I don't think... I didn't think, oh my god, these are absolutely appalling. But mm. the this is a team who were top of the league about two months ago. Yeah, and as I said last week, a lot of the uh, under like advanced stats and XG and stuff suggest they should be in the top two. To be honest, but they yeah, when you actually watch them, it doesn't always look like that, does it? I mean, last night, yeah, they they just didn't. Thre- I mean, obviously they were down to ten men for the last yeah, what, yeah. Uh, fifty-five minutes or something like that, but. Even before that, sort of, uh, kind of good in between both boxes, but then just nothing really. Uh, this is it. They, they were on top. they were definitely on top until our first goal. Mm. Um, but I say on top in terms of sort of dominating the possession or sort of closing us down really well. I felt 
that I thought they I, I knew they couldn't keep it up mainly because the the play the age of the players you know it's hard enough for a young team to do it but they, they did they did start very intense I think West Brom hmm. closes down made it, we couldn't really get out but even in that spell the closest they got was that Carl and Grant shot which I think Fodring had covered to be honest yeah into the side netting I'm, I'm yeah. sure it did as well yeah um, yeah so my my first half thoughts I, I guess my thoughts on the whole game is like. Not that we got lucky, but things did go for us last night in terms of, I don't know, the game went, I don't know, I think if we could have, we, we, if we could have scripted it, we probably would have had something like that. I mean, we'll talk about yeah. the team, uh, like the actual lineup shortly. Yeah, I guess. really bizarre. Obviously, I were in the pub with you and that came out and we were like, what? what? <laughs> a, a highly confusing team sheet. And watching that first half, I was like, how are we going to get near their box? Like they yeah. are man for man, much bigger, much stronger, and probably quite a bit faster. Almost, almost every single position across the pitch. Like you know, it, John Egan versus Andy Carroll is probably the closest thing we had to a yeah, uh, yeah. a physical and, match. And the way they set up, and they, they did this under Ishmael as well. And this is what we, you were in particular were worried about that if Ishmael had stayed. Is uh is that 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 high intensity press? They are one of the best in the league at it. Whatever mm-hmm. you think about their quality and and in their their direct style, and that's what we always struggle with. We struggle with it under Wilder to a certain degree. Teams that pressed us, you know, we we got round it by good play and obviously overloads and everything like that. So it wasn't really a surprise that they caused us. I'm not saying they caused us issues, but it wasn't really a surprise that we struggled to you know get a foothold of the game. Yeah, and that was it. I was just thinking, um, I was kind of thinking, like, let's just get to, if we just get to half-time, nil-nil, then we can start bringing on the real players. Because mm. uh, sat on the bench yeah. is Gibbs-White, Berger, Fleck, McBurney. Yeah, um, yeah a- an actual left-wing back, although we'll mention who yeah. actually played there in a sec. So that was what I was thinking, like, let's get to half-time. Then, of course, we get a goal against the run of play. Uh, I think that's fair to say. I think most United fans would agree with that. Yeah, um, yeah, a lovely goal it was as well. we'll talk in detail about that in a second. Um, and then obviously they go down to ten men, so it's like this could not have gone any better. To yeah. be honest, like we've you know, I felt we've like been probably second best in in this half so far. I think West Brom's strengths are always going to cause us problems. You know, even even when down to ten men, I didn't feel that really diminished their no. uh, offensive potential. It just made it much, much easier for us when we had the ball. But um, you know, it's this... bizarre though because before the sending off, we could have been three 0 up <laughs> because you had Sharp's borderline offside decision, which I didn't see the flag go up at all. And I think I've looked at the replay; it probably is offside. I've not yeah, seen it. it in, you know, I've not stopped and started, but it's one of them that you know it wouldn't have been that much of a surprise if it had been given. True. It wasn't like miles offside. And then there's obviously the big, big kick from Fodringham, which their defenders let go of the head and. You know, Sharp, I don't think, realises how close Sam Johnson is to him. Yeah. I think if he did, he'd chip it over him or like, try and lob it over him, a bit like he did against Wigan, if you remember that game, 4-2. No, uh, yeah. And it, I, thought, I expected him to do a bit of that, but I think he just blasted it. Got, that's, you know, at least the two best chances of the game, and I do agree with you that West Brom were probably on top. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Um, the the team, the lineup, a highly confusing team sheet, as you said, although... As it happened, it was largely quite orthodox for United, I suppose. You know, it was a, yeah. a, a similar shape to what we normally see. But um, from the last game, Ben Davies disappears completely. Um, mm. Not even on the bench, although that sounds like just fitness related after playing 90 minutes. Um, yeah, which makes Friday. sense. I get that. Yeah. I, I, sort of, I, wouldn't, 
wasn't that surprised to see Robinson play purely because of Davis's, you know, he's, that's his first game. And I don't even think he's been training much, has he? No, yeah, not until the last couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Berger and Fleck down to the bench, as I mentioned. Norrington Davies also down to the bench. So in comes McGoldrick, Hurrahan, George Baldock, and Jack Robinson. And we're looking at this lineup going, Baldock and Bogle? Like, what? Mm. <laughs> Where's that fit? Um, mm. Thinking maybe we're going to play Bogle down the left. And then sort of thinking that's. Why it's would bizarre. We if you we... remember the, I mentioned this actually at the match. That you remember the first, uh, the first, the, sorry, the last time we played them at home when we won two one in the Premier League. Um, mm. We actually we played Bogle and Baldock in that game as well, but it was Bogle on the left and it Baldock was on the terrible, right. Terrible, wasn't he, Bogle? And in it, that game. Yeah, I mean Bogle were doing pretty much what Baldock did for a lot of that first half, where he just kept coming inside. It was so obvious which way we were going to go. And then, and sort of fortunately, in a way, Baldock got injured, which means we brought Max Lowe on. Bogle went to his other side and got the winner. Oh, no, he got the equaliser, sorry. Mm. Yeah, for, Forest star Max Lowe. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Baldock is just, just slotted in at left wing back, which I don't believe he's done. I don't remember him doing that. He might have done the odd appearance in the Premier League, like out of I total necessity. I don't remember it at all. As I said, Bogle played there a couple of times in the Premier League. He played there against Man City as well. But I've never seen Baldock mm. play there. As, uh, did does Hecky Bottom give any? Did he explain what the the thinking was behind that? Uh, he said something along the lines of he's been chomping at the bit, but it just basic. From what I've heard, it was just basic cliche manager talk. You yeah. know, not really nothing really in a tactical sense. The only thing that I can put it down to is we were worried about their main threat, which is you'd have thought with Dean and Agana. I'm going to keep calling him that, by the way, because <laughs> I don't, I've, yeah. I've reached a stage where when I hear the commentator say Dean Garner, I'm like, you've you said that wrong, mate. It's Dean and yeah. Agana. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I imagine because I'm, but he's not even been in the team. So yeah. it's a bizarre thing to sort of pick him out if that was the case. Maybe but Furlong, the right the case, back. Beautifully well because of the, because <laughs> of what, obviously probably the most pivotal game, moment of the game, arguably. Yeah. And I think he had a really good game all in, to be honest. I mean, I know, you know, obviously he keeps cutting inside onto his right foot yeah. and stuff, but he actually got into the box a couple of times and, and gets well, a... I thought when we were struggling to get out, Bollock wasn't helping, not mm. due to, not his fault, because we couldn't stretch the play at all because it was so obvious which way Bollock were going to go. Yeah. So when we were stuck in in that first 20 minutes, I was like, this is not working with Bollock. Not in a defensive sense, purely in trying to get out. thought he used the ball really, really well in the final sort of 15 minutes of that first half. And, and in the second half, he, he did cut in, but he were quicker with it and... That's probably more to do with the other off-the-ball runners rather than Baldock, in both cases, to be fair. Yeah, we we did get a bit bogged down trying to play out on the left, yeah. weren't we? Because Robinson's sort of a, I don't know, a subpar passer anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we saw that a bit in the first half. And then, obviously, it's going into Baldock, who is... I mean, there was one where he... He, you know, he sort of took a simple pass out and just, yeah, just like yeah. basically fell over the ball and kicked it out under no pressure whatsoever. For it throwing. was so funny because, in my view, there, and I know this didn't really happen, but he sounded like he passed it. I thought, I can't use my left, just booted it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, there is some, you know, he's going to be a bit, uh, it is going to feel unnatural, isn't it, having the ball pass, Absolutely. pass to him and, and receiving it in that, that position? I imagine it, it wasn't there for his attacking. Threat and it's it, which is good because he set the goal up. Yeah. But it, I think he was mainly there for his, how good he is defensively. We were probably were worried about Marion Davis defensively yeah. um, because maybe. he has been caught out before and maybe or maybe he would just you know not not fit enough to to play. I'm not sure. I did expect all the way through the the match to to for Norton Davis to come on for either Bogle or Baltox to be honest, and it just never happened. But. Yeah, 
Ah, oh, this is funny. I know we've got all these left wing backs, <laughs> and we're playing George Baldock. <laughs> the most it's brilliant because, like we said before, those two are our best fullbacks by True. far. You know, it, and if, if you could somehow get him in the team, and a lot of people talk about Bogle playing further forward and stuff. If you, they all, I'd say they're two of our best players, Baldock and Bogle. It just just so happens that they both play exactly the same position. <laughs> Squad building, yeah, <laughs> great stuff. Well, it's the one one area. Bogle's been fantastic, but it, the, probably the one area in the team where there wouldn't be that much of a drop off. They'd be a diff, they're a different sort of player. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. If Bogle were injured, we wouldn't be like, oh no, we're gonna. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, fair point. Um, I've mentioned Jack Robinson being a subpar passing player, um, yes. but he did set the tone with a crunching challenge on the halfway <laughs> line. Absolutely. What I didn't realise until I saw the clip back of this is he, he like uh, he, he basically has two bites at uh, Dian Garner, doesn't he? Because yeah. he, um, he he closes him down so quickly with an initial challenge, and then oh, it's pretty stupid of Dian Garner to like the way he's like shepherding it out of play. Like he must have expected some physical contact there. Like yeah, the ball, yeah. so it, it wasn't even close to being out. And obviously Robinson uh, slides into a tackle that uh, was not given as a free kick because he clearly got the ball. Steve Bruce not happy. Steve Bruce were a bit of a joke last night, to be honest. <laughs> I've, got, I've genuinely got nothing. I know we obviously give him stick being X Wednesday and his thousand clubs that he's had and everything, but <laughs> and his style of football. I thought last night, he, I mean, from what I saw, he was just constantly having a go at the fourth officials for nothing. I, I looked, you know, the West, there were one West Brom fan I found on the view from who was slagging the ref off. The rest of them seemed to think that. They were, you know, it was just, they, they moaned about a few things. Like we moaned about a few things of the ref on the night and stuff. But it were almost like he really thought the referee had, a, had an appalling game. When I can't believe he's he's appealed against the sending off. That is mad. I mean, it wasn't the clearest red card I've ever seen, but no, like, surely that's not going to be overturned. This is it. If it had given him a book in, me and you would have probably said he's lucky to stay on. But yeah. We wouldn't have been going, oh, my God, how did he stay on? I'm not saying it's the the most horrific challenge of all time. I think it probably were sending off in this day and age. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't think they can be shocked that he's being sent off, let's put it that way. Yeah, agree. And I, I will be shocked if it gets overturned. That would be... If it gets overturned, then we should keep doing it every time we get anyone sent <laughs> off. Because that's... It's, it's pretty much a clearer red card as you're gonna you're gonna find in the modern game. It's not a leg break or anything like that, but he's he's out of control. It's a terrible tackle. Um, do you remember who did it to Jack Robinson like minutes earlier? Uh, uh, Mow the the guy that got booked. Yeah, was that yeah. Mowit? Mowit or Mowit? Yeah, Mowit. Yeah, because I was thinking that were Livermore because my eyesight's appalling. I was like, get it, be booked. Yeah, they did too, and obviously that that was part of their idea. I mean, Livermore was stupid, but I've seen a lot of their fans going on him. I think their idea was trying sort of rough us up and getting our faces and stuff like that, and he and he went too far. Yeah, well, he was. Uh... It got in Conor Hurrahan's <laughs> yeah. rear end in that case. It wasn't even yeah, in front yeah. of him. Um, <laughs> just with this Robinson tackle, though. I mean, we uh, we said it with the the Birmingham game. How we, you know, they targeted in Jai, and we kind of respected it in a way. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't dirty. It was obviously no. a, bit, a bit rough and physical, and that was the intention. And yep. I mean, I we we said, you know, I wish we'd have done that earlier in the season. So I, I have to, yeah, give a lot of. A lot of respect here for the way Robinson properly does get into yeah. Dion Garner and really shakes him up. He was he was really annoyed after it, wasn't he? You know, I'm he, not he, sure what Bruce were on about because it's not even a foul. Yeah. It's no way he gets the ball and he comes from the side and Bruce is bang next to it. He knows this, unless he's just trying to influence the ref. But yeah, I didn't maybe. have him down as like a Warnock style touchline 
idiot manager, to be honest. I thought, I didn't know he was like that. And maybe he was just a one-off or whatever, I don't know. But I was really surprised how he reacted to almost every decision last night. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so we do go ahead sort of against the runner play, as we said. You know, they, yeah. they had a bunch of pot shots from distance, none of which had gone anywhere near the goal, really, apart from yeah. that, uh, that Grant one. Yeah, Adam Reach was just... I don't know. I'd be so annoyed if I was a West Brom fan for the way he played like, last night. Because he's, he's got a couple of long-range goals, he thinks that's his thing now. Yeah. <laughs> and he can do it forever. I've never rated him. And he's, he's bound to score against us now, I've said that, in a, in a future fixture. Even at Wednesday, and uh, I remember some of our fans when he were going on a free saying, oh, go and get Adam Reach. I've seen him play a lot of times for Wednesday. And it, I know Wednesday fans who don't think he's very good, neither. I think he's just sort of made a career out of these pot shots, basically. And there is a skill to it, but... Yeah, I mean, they've gone from Piera to Reach in that position, so... Yeah, it's a, a bit of a downgrade. Um, talking of Bruce moaning, I thought Carol obviously just spent the entire game knocking people over and then complaining about it, and there's <laughs> something slightly fitting about the fact that our, our opening goal starts with a close-up on the replay of Andy Carroll moaning yeah. at the referee for having given away a free kick while we just, like, put our hand <laughs> on the ball and just get on with it. Um, a really nice move, this, actually, just, like... Yeah, I, I thought Norwood and Hurrahan, like, it almost shouldn't work, but it sort of does, particularly when they're down to 10 men. It works very, very yeah, well it there. Does. Because... The, what I'll say about Hurrahan and Norwood, they're both really good off the ball if you can, like, sort of watch. It's, it's difficult when, they, in, when you're watching the game in the heat of the moment and stuff, mm. but they get into space very well. In terms of, like, when... always being available for Always it. available. Norwood mm. in particular, but Hurrahan's obviously playing a slightly different role, so it's not as easy. But if you look, especially in the second half, they were both. They were. They always seemed to be in a lot of space when they got the ball. Yeah, they. I mean, they don't offer too much in terms of like your actual production of goals. I suppose you know, like no. actually creating or scoring. Although uh, Norwood's getting a, a bit closer, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it, they're two good ball players when they don't have somebody uh, all over them. I suppose. And yeah, I thought they both had a really good game last night. Again, caveated yeah. with. Uh, it got a lot better when they were opposition were down to ten men. Um, yeah, they did struggle, and I think they will always struggle against the, the sort of intensity that West Brom have. and West Brom have got quality. Whatever people think about it, they are, they're a better team than Birmingham, for instance. They play in a mm. pretty similar way, but the better they've got better players. So it were always going to be difficult, and it were always a game I was quite concerned about because of that, basically. Yeah, indeed. Um, so yeah, the uh, Hurrahan plays a nice ball into McGoldrick, who drops into that space on the edge of the box. Yeah. He slips in Baldock, who uh, yeah gets the assist, pulls it back to Sharp, who uh, spins and has his shot deflected past Sam Johnston. Really weird goal. I was <laughs> it? It and I'm like, has it gone in? Because I'm obviously at the other end of the court. We're like, what? What is it? Is it offside? What's going on? And then he just saw like Sharp running off. Uh, two fantastic balls, I think. I, I, everyone's going to go on about the second goal, which we'll get onto. But McGoldrick and Baldock in this move, I thought, were brilliant. And who ran? To be fair, mm. yeah, some. some just sort of biding our time and then making the difficult pass when someone had dropped into a bit of space as McGoldrick had done there. Yeah, we are really good at doing that and people say we don't do it enough and sometimes it breaks down and fans get frustrated but I think when we do stuff like that we do show the best sides of our players because the McGoldrick and Uran for instance are quality on the ball compared to most of the division. Yeah and I think this is the contrast between you know, I think I've said this before. I, I don't think there's like a right way to play football. You know, our no. style versus West Brom or Fulham versus. No, West no, Brom, not all. Um, but I, I know which what I'd rather see, and 
yeah, some of the stuff that United have put together in, uh, well, in this season in totality, I suppose, but particularly under yeah. Heckingbottom, it's quite easy on the eye. You know, we have some attacking players now with with decent movement. You know, when you when you chuck Bogle into the mix as well, I think yeah, Bash, yeah. Basham is definitely contributing more getting forward. Even Jack Robinson, actually. Imagine um, if O'Connell were in this team. Oh, don't, don't do that. Yeah, don't bring un- unbelievable. Down. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right with West, the way West Brom play, I think there's nothing wrong with it if it works. We've said this before. The, the, I can also see that if it doesn't work, and the tactic last night, certainly with 10 men, was basically let's try and get Andy Carroll to win an header. Yeah. Once it doesn't work, you you do look like a clueless team, and we know that from many of teams that we've supported, Sheffield United teams. Yeah. Like, and then in the worst days of Warnock, and then in Blackwell in particular. Yeah, I mean, it's a couple of like moments of individual skill in the second half. Like Basham got nutmegged a couple of times. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. On his 300th league appearance for us, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah. Mega achievement. Nearly scored a phenomenal goal. I say nearly. <laughs> <laughs> in the first half, but he dribbles past a few. He should have passed it, but why not take a left-foot shot from outside the area and we haven't scored for two years? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely wanted him to shoot, put it like that. Yeah, was, yeah, definitely. I'd have yeah. been well annoyed if it passed, even yeah. though it went nowhere near. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched... So I've, I've lost my train of thought a little bit here, but I, I watched... Uh, I, like, skipped through a, a West Brom vlog earlier. Um mm. And obviously, they just they mainly just capture their attacks, and it's it is literally West Brom have a throw in, West Brom have a corner, West Brom have a free kick on the halfway line that is stuck straight into the penalty area, West Brom yeah. have another throw in. Like, and we defended them all really off, well. I understand that you're down to ten men, you play for corners, and, and that's what they're good at, or they have been good at earlier in the season at least. Mm. So I get it. I don't think I can sort of fault them for that. But if if it doesn't work the first three or four times. I think it's very, you know. I think one if you if the other side has got its source, which we did last night, and massive credit by the way, because yeah, it must yeah. have been on the minds what happened in the in the you know return fixture and, and the long balls and how much trouble they caused and everything. You know, so massive credit to because it was the same back three that last night that, that played against West yeah, Brom. Right, right, in, in, I mean, what, uh, Robinson were like a left back, but it's same you know in terms of corners and stuff and. They didn't create a single chance from it, so I, I can't fault them. But I think well, if a team suss you out and they've got it sorted and they're organised, then you are out of ideas if you're just going to play that way. Yeah, and it just... Like the fan... I mean, maybe a West Brom fan would feel differently, but the fan experience must just surely be like, this is a waste of time. Like, we're, just, yeah. you know, we're just praying almost. Like, you know, I mean, no, like I say, I, I feel like we're in a, in a position to sort of judge what it feels like because we've had it ourselves. Mm. Under, under many managers, we I've seen yeah. you know Black, Blackwell always brings to mind with me where we got in the playoffs final that season, and I, there, there wasn't many I'd seen ticket, and there wasn't many games that I came out and went like, oh, that were, that really enjoyed that. It was just sort of getting by, you know. We had Big Henderson up front, and we had smattering equality that got us through games, but it wasn't good football. And it and when it didn't work, you looked absolutely awful. Yeah, and uh, I would imagine that's how it feels for West Brom at the minute because uh, mm. that is. Five straight away games without a goal for them. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, not ideal. And yeah, they, they didn't really come close last night, apart from uh, a chance that, in the end, was not a chance where Diangana um, gets in with a ball played over the top. I have no idea how this wasn't offside in terms in terms of like the physics that means he must have been like <laughs> apparently was onside, but I. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, if you look at the the replay, all four of our defenders who were back are running towards that goal, and he's fifteen yards ahead of him. When it he must have been Baldock playing him on. It has I think to it have was. been. Yeah, because but I even at the moment, like, I think he was going to put his flag up. Obviously, 
Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then obviously Baldock comes back and we're like, fantastic recovery because if it is him who's played him on, he's absolutely got himself out of jail. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He's so far ahead, which which was why I was like, surely this guy's offside. But then Baldock recovers. He, get, he gets back those 15 yards and tackles him before he can take a shot. And obviously, yeah. I think... Honestly, I think the fact he's so far behind is it almost lulls uh, Diagano into a false sense of security, and he yeah, he yeah. takes too long in the end. And yeah, Bullock's it's a phenomenal challenge, and there's there's not many, well, there's probably not anyone else in our squad really that would make that challenge. I, I think love it was in his recovery. little celebration after like he'd scored. <laughs> I didn't see that. What did, he do? did you not? He were like, come on, like, cheering <laughs> like sort of absolutely like so up for it. So we are fantastic because he gets it wrong, and not only he's probably going to get sent off. True, yeah. I mean, I don't know the double jeopardy. I don't know what the pen rules are anymore, as I said last week. I don't know what the rules of the game are anymore. But, yeah, I mean, you know, if he missses times that slightly, he's off or he's going he's gonna to give a penalty away. Yeah. But, and uh, I think that was their last chance. Yeah, apart from a couple of a couple more shots from edge of the box. That, you yeah. Know, it's one, one, uh, one of those times in the second half where Basham got nutmegged, it ended with a shot on the edge of the box, but just... You know, just skimmed along the ground straight at Fodringham, who yeah. yet again didn't really have a, a proper save to make. I've so. said this to you before the game, but I, I thought this would be his most difficult task, Fodringham, of the season. Mm. I, I did think, because even if they didn't create much, the big balls and the stuff like that, I think he had two punches to make. Yeah. And that were it, basically. And it, and it wasn't because he wasn't coming out or anything. He just, they just didn't create any. We dealt with it, basically. Yeah. I, uh, I actually didn't realise that, what you said about the... Um... It was the same back, you know, the same three. Mm. Uh, the, the three who played at the back last night also all played in the 4 0 defeat. And obviously, Baldock were there as well, another one who played in that game. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, symbolically, that's that's awesome, considering, mm. you know, when you contrast where we were that night, which was a, a total. I mean, I just wanted that game to end as quickly as possible because it was like, yeah. geez, if this, you know, if, if they. Added on thirty minutes here. We oh, could, they could have like got that eight. eight. Nine, nil. Not, yeah. I, yeah, genuinely not joking. I remember coming on this pod actually and saying that it could have been seven nil, <laughs> and that wasn't like an exaggeration either. Yeah, it really did feel like that. Whereas, yeah, we, we've come a long way in every respect since then. I mean, goalkeeper situation so much better. The defense is just it's leaps and bounds, isn't it? How much. Yeah. You know, uh, so many, I think that's 11 clean sheets on the season now. It's something like... Seven on Wrecking Bottom, is that right? Or about that? Or is it seven for Fodringham? It might be might be seven for Fodringham, but it's probably not far yeah. off, to be honest, with, yeah. uh, with Wrecking Bottom. Yeah. And uh, we actually look dangerous going forward as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, I think I think there's a, the measure, a measure of revenge last night for that 4-0 defeat in the, uh, the first game. Um, I wish you'd have said this to the guy behind me who was shouting... <laughs> Uh, get get his goal difference up at 1-0 it's like no just win <laughs> just let's just win I'm not bothered about the goal difference <laughs> well I, I was really hoping for a third just so we go above yeah. them in the table but uh, but I will take it and we have now won more games than they have uh, and obviously level on points having played ninth, two games less ninth. I mean for all uh, how well we've done that is such a fall for them yeah and obviously they you know if you step back they're in the same position we are literally you know the same amount of points they yeah, it's just... two games in hand, obviously, but yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, yeah, certainly. The, the trajectory is just opposite, complete yeah. opposite. Absolutely. Um, Sharp. After that bulldog challenge, uh, Sharp had another chance that you mentioned where 
uh, Ajay just completely missed ahead. And we should say also when I was saying about how I felt like things kind of broke for us a little bit last night. Um, they're missing Cal Bartley and I think another defender as well. I don't. Apparently think... their fans were delighted before the game. So I obviously got the view from after and I went a bit too far back that Bartley wasn't playing. Apparently they had a, a shocker of a season. All but... right, well, I have a pretty low opinion of uh, Ajay and Clark who played at the back for yeah. last night. Um, Clark, were, we, were we linked with him? I'm pretty sure we were linked with him. Yeah, it might be actually. Yeah. yeah, and Jai, Jai, and Jai, whatever. And Jai uh, and Jai, yeah. Yeah, Jai is. Uh, I remember obviously he he had a, a decent reputation at Rotherham, didn't he? He had a fantastic season when they got promoted. I think it was yeah. in. Um, but I, I never, I don't know. I didn't think he was. That was. Were they in the championship at the same time as we were? Am I imagining that? Yeah, they yeah. were, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, went went down. I think the season we went up, we beat them two 0 with Wolves and his big long throws. <laughs> yeah, and he was. I thought it was shocking in that game, Ajay. I've, I've never really thought he was up to much, to be honest. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah on to the red card. I mean, just so stupid when you, you know. I think it stems from there's a little bit of skill in there from uh, from Hurrahan. I think just sort of mm. drag it away and Livermore just. I don't know if he, you know, the red mist descends, but he's clearly annoyed and just comes steaming into the back of her hand. But, I mean, we're, it's like 40 yards from our goal and he's behind the play. I mean, it's there's absolutely... Yeah, someone asked me at work today as Wednesday fan. He said, oh, we're like a last-ditch tackle. I don't know, we're an hour off. <laughs> yeah, under no, with no... Nothing happening, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's like a we're sucker punch. All they were going to do is probably pass it back to Fodringham or go back yeah. to the defence and, you know, <laughs> exactly. bizarre. It I really was. The first time he's done it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this will have read the Twitter comments <laughs> from today about, I think you said to me, where West Brom obviously appealed against it and all the West Brom fans are like, yeah, go on, because he'll get another game banned then. We're after seeing for five games. Because <laughs> obviously it's the second time he's been sent off this season, so he misses four games. And he's probably going to miss yeah. five because it seems like Bruce has lost his mind. So, Yeah. I can say I'll be shocked if I get overturned. That's uh, West Brom's sixth red card of the season, uh, the most in the championship, and only I went and looked because I'm sad. Only Bristol Rovers in the entire football league have had more red cards than they have this season. So dirty buggers. And, and who do they have as manager? <laughs> Joey Barton, isn't it? Joey Barton, yeah. So yeah. that was a, that was a great point by you when I say that stuff. I had, I had no idea Joey Barton was a Bristol Rovers manager yeah. until you pointed it out. Um, yeah, as I said, it didn't really change how West Brom attacked. I felt it just made it this going down to ten. It just made it so much easier for us on the ball. And yeah. I, <laughs> I know we blew a two 0 lead to a team with ten men uh, very recently, but I do think this season we have looked pretty good. It sounds obvious, but I think we've played ten men well. If you know what I mean, I like we've, we we've, we've been well smart. We played it mm. well against Preston over the last ten minutes. We could have won. True. We could have been four 0 at, at Preston. Before they obviously got the two back, with the last ten minutes, we let one in and we just collapsed. Yeah, I think they actually played the 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 rest of the whatever it were forty minutes where they had ten men really well. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. Just to sort of clarify for anyone who just thinks that I said that playing against ten men we look good because we do, but there there is like there's there are good ways to play against ten men and there are average and bad ways to play against ten men. And yeah. this season I feel like we've played really well. In that situation, so like Cardiff, yeah. for example, is another one away. Yeah, where, uh, we just looked absolutely amazing in that in yeah. that second half. And, and it's yeah, bizarre because yeah. that, that's Cardiff, another one where we could have been five one up or whatever before they got their goal back, and it makes it a nervy few minutes. And mm. obviously, people will rightly like, look at that Preston game and say, "Well, you know, we let two in against Preston, and they had ten men." But 
the rest of the that 40 minutes were fine. You know, we played it out well other than the 10 minutes where we should have been sort of winding down the clock. We just went to part, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so into the second half, uh, we, had a, we had this spell of pressure, which... I was sort of worried might bite us that we didn't capitalise on it. And it, it wasn't just a smell of, a smell of pressure, a spell <laughs> of pressure. Um, it's, it's quite late in the evening here. Well, relatively, relatively late for me anyway. Um, uh, it, it was a you know an, an onslaught of shots, wasn't it? Getting getting yeah. blocked and kicked away and saved. I mean, Norwood had uh, had like a twenty yarder from a corner that um, I'm pretty sure was going in. And Andy Carroll, unfortunately, was in the way on its on its way to goal. Um, what do you think about? Somebody asked me this on Twitter. Actually, what do you think about the? Uh, we, we seem to be definitely leaning on taking a lot of corners, like to the edge of the box for Norwood to shoot. Well, we're appalling in the air in, ten, in, ten, <laughs> in the sense that we. Well, I say appalling. We're just not very big. Yeah. <laughs> you looked at West Brom yesterday, and you were thinking, "Well, what's the point of putting this into the mixer? Because <laughs> if there's one thing West Brom are going to be good at, is getting rid of that." That said. Basham sort of missed a shot on the line, I thought, off a corner uh, with that header. Yeah, where Robinson heads it back across. Yeah, and then and it, sort of like, yeah, the, face. the first header of that is hilarious from Basham. It's just, just up in the air, <laughs> uh, and then it comes back. But yeah, realistically, we're not going to create much against most teams in this league, I don't think, off corners. So we, you have to be inventive, and fair play. Norwood, it's worked, it worked twice in this game, where they just switched off, and Norwood got two decent shots in. Yeah, and I feel like... Pretty sure against Peterborough, we did it a couple of times as well. I mean, it's 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 generally on. You know, there's generally space on the edge of the box for one of those two. Probably, I mean, that might be tactical in their regard. It's like this is such a low percentage that this is going to go anywhere because yeah. a it's a hard chance anyway, and b it's Norwood who <laughs> shooting is yeah. pretty bad to be honest. But yeah, yeah I thought that was the moment uh, where he was going to find the the corner of the net. And I've watched the replay a bunch of times and. Johnston's given it up. He's he's not diving for yeah. it. He's he's leaving it and and praying. But Carroll's in the way, and then I think Robinson smashes one back in, and um, yeah. uh, and Jai has one kicked away, and then a, oh, I really thought Bogle had scored. Where um, brilliant from Bogle because it's a left foot shot and mm. he gets massive. It's a fan. I thought Johnson were really good for him. I have no idea why he's being dropped by West Brom. They'll know more than I do. Obviously, their fans. I've not seen him that much, but I thought he were really good last night, Johnson. Yeah, well, this was it, and I was thinking, oh God, is he going to, you know, be the hero here? Keeps keeps it at one nil, and then we get get stung at the other end. But fortunately not. Yeah, that save from Bogle, like a left foot shot in the box down low to his left, and it is one of those shots that, as a fan, I'm like convinced is a goal. As it struck. yeah, I, wrote, I thought, how oh, is it not gone in? That's like an incredible save. Yeah, um, it might have been better. It might have not been quite as good as I thought in real time, but it's still a very, very good save. Yeah. Obviously, Baldock's offside um, on the rebound. And then uh, an amazing chance on the counter-attack. Uh, great play by McGoldrick. He plays in and Jai, who has... I mean, it's so rare to see a striker have this much time with a one-on-one, but he, uh, I don't know whether he had too much time or... And, I think and that's sort of it. I think got... it's too much time. I mean, he seemed an eternity to me. You know, because there were no one near him, and he, but he knows he has to take it. You know, there's people closing him down, and the keeper's coming out, and I, he doesn't really get it right. It's a good save, I think. If you know, if Fodringham makes that save, you're like brilliant save. But yeah, yeah he's got a score. But I, you know, I'm not. I, I've seen better players than him miss chances like that, and it's a bit like a penalty in a way. Mm. 
Yeah, it, it was. It was just basically, can you can you fool the keeper? Yeah, can, you know, if if he puts it the other way, then obviously he's going the wrong way. But good save and yeah, yeah good play, brilliant ball again from McGoldrick. I thought he was decent last night, McGoldrick, which is unfortunate seeing as what happened after. Yeah, that's that's the next thing in my notes actually. Um, I wonder if Njai was hoping Johnson like was sort of waiting for Johnson to commit or yeah know, fall down or something and was hoping to just go around him but yeah it kind of runs out of time and it goes for the corner instead and yeah Johnson reads it and uh, saves it very well yeah McGoldrick yeah. sends in a cross and uh, something in his leg goes ping unfortunately and uh, looked a bad one I don't yeah, know had any official word on it but no, they just said they don't know yet. So, um, mm. but yeah, it didn't look good. And all of a sudden, we're struggling for strikers. Yes, honestly, it's a good job. We, we, this is why we, we recall Jebison. For, yeah. You know, this is the exact situation we talked about is there's so many games. Sharp and McGoldrick are old for footballers. You know, these, these is, things yeah, happen. The, and it, this is a, a concern because Sharp, we all say he's fit as anything and everything, but he is 36. And he is the main striker, undoubtedly now. Like, you know, he's. Uh, I wouldn't want anyone else to come in for a long term above Billy Sharp in this, mm. this moment in time. But he is 36, and we're, he's probably not going to play every game this month because it, it's hard for any player, let alone someone at that age. So, and I saw someone say, um, oh, do we, I wonder if we regret letting Moose go. It's like, we've got loads of injuries. We don't need another injured striker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing that we need. But, yeah. yeah, I think we should be all right because, obviously, you've got McBurney, but Gibbs White coming back on massive boost yesterday. Yeah. Um, and he's not a forward striker as such, but he can play behind a, a striker, you know. So, I'm not too concerned at the moment, but another injury, I think, we're yeah, we're going to be struggling around a bit. Yeah. It doesn't... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed because I like watching McGoldrick, but... Yeah. Um, uh, not to be too harsh, it doesn't feel like a critical injury. Like in terms of like, oh, uh, I'm I'm sad for him and sad for me yeah. in terms of I like watching McGoldrick, but it wasn't like oh, oh crap, that's going to completely derail. Do you remember when Sharp went off against Millwall in the promotion season? Mm, no, Remind he got me. injured and and everyone was saying, well, that's what's done because we obviously drew that game as well. Oh, yeah. And McGoldrick was the one actually who stepped up to the plate and took over mm. the. Match the goal scorer in those last few games so but yeah I do know what you mean um, I thought it was one of his arguably his best performance last night McGoldrick maybe the season yeah it's pro- it probably is in the conversation yeah definitely um, well talking of Sharp uh, and Gibbs White for that matter mm. those two involved in the, in the moment that seals it yeah it was great to see Gibbs White back out there um, McBurney as well you know another encouraging cameo I thought he looks yeah he, he was heavily involved in uh in a lot of our attacks, which is yep. nice. Like that's that's something that he's supposed to be good at. You know, that's what he was good at when he was at Swansea and Barnsley yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, this uh, the the deciding clinching goal. I think it's twenty three passes round. This is what I mean about playing well against ten men, playing it, playing yeah. the situation smart. Yeah. Um, I think it's Bogle plays like a really good pass into the box for Gibbs White to run onto. He dribbles it across the face of the penalty area and then wisely leaves it for Sharp. I thought yeah. he was, <laughs> I thought he was going to like tackle each other, but he uh, he lets Sharp first time it into the far corner, to seal the game. Now we've scored fantastic finish. It's a great finish, and another yeah. of those where because I think because it's Sharp, I was like celebrating pretty much as he kicked the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've scored 39 league goals this season and Billy Sharp has either scored or directly assisted 17 of them. Ridiculous. So it's 44% of all the goals United have scored this season he's either scored or assisted. 
Yeah, it is outrage. I, I, I see fans of, of other... I saw a good quote, actually, where... I don't know if it were an Arsenal fan or a Watford fan on Twitter, and he said, I swear every single Sheffield United goal since I've been born has been scored by Billy Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I need to check this, but I think he's... like If you're doing that as a, a percentage, like I said, what percentage of our goals have been involved in, I think he's... I think he's had a bigger contribution to us than uh, Mitrovic has for um, for Fulham because they've in scored. Your face, Mitrovic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've scored seventy-seven, and he's got what 30, 30, 31, 32, something like that. I think he's got thirty. I think thirty. Yeah, Ivan Tony. Yeah. So there you go. It's a it's a similar kind of level of contribution, anyway, just yeah. on a slightly lower and a better scale. side. Fulham as well. Let's let's not absolutely. Forget. Oh God! Imagine how many goals he'd get for Fulham. I, I always ah, oh, this is like one of my sort of fantasy football you know like if you could just run a simulation imagine Sharp playing for Man City for a full season yeah, like, yeah. And, and he has to play like none of this Pep faffing about <laughs> you know Pep roulette nonsense he had to play all 38 league games up front for Man City how many goals does he score we, we might have said this before I think 38 <laughs> <laughs> Every goal, every game, every, every game, game. You get a goal. He get a chance every game, and he. To be fair, he's not took all his chances this season. I have to admit, but you know, again, that's another thing. It's bizarre. I'm not slagging him off for it. He could have twenty, and that's not an exaggeration. Yeah, he's on eleven now. Obviously, uh, all, all together, I think, isn't it? including the cup. Yes. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and it, it, difficult chances that he's he's took there. I mean, uh, the second one's slightly easier, I suppose, but it's still. You know, he hits it first time. It's from you know about sort of fourteen yards, something like that. Yeah. First one's a, a spin and hit, and he yeah. obviously gets a bit of fortune with the deflection, but it's still you know a, a good hit to to spin and shoot like that. So um, yeah, lovely. I'll to, just say to by the way, that. Bruce. I've been slagging him off. I don't know if you know, but Bruce went up to him at the end, like made a effort to shake his hand. Hopefully, not offer him a, a contract at West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, fair play to him. And I think Bruce after said, like, you know, he, he's just a phenomenal goal scorer. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Yeah, I, I don't dislike Steve Bruce, like on a personal level. I just don't uh, think he's a good manager. And I'm annoyed at how lucky his Newcastle team in particular were um, until this season, weirdly. When... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've got nothing, nothing against him at all. But I, like you, I think he's a. He's an average manager, basically. I don't think he's a terrible manager. I think he's an average manager who has managed to get into some big, big jobs. Mm. I suppose uh, reputation as a player goes a long way, as Frank Lampard's mm. already uh, already learning in his career. But hopefully, he will become a a better, a more skilled he's, manager than. As far Bruce. as I know, he's never managed at League One level. He's always managed Championship and above. So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Sharp is uh, his next league goal will take him level with uh, Jock Dodds on the blades all time. <laughs> Played in the nineteen thirties. Uh, he's five behind Jimmy Hagen, who's a more slightly more recent name, I suppose, slightly more. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. not not unfeasible. He'll overtake that before the end of the get season. Flag back, get statue up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keith Edwards is, uh, is still a still a ways off, though. I think we need a yeah. Well, I will say, and I, I, people are going to hate me for this, older people, because I didn't see Keith Edwards play. My dad put Keith Edwards a couple of weeks ago. We did our World Eleven best we've ever seen live, and he put Keith Edwards in that. So I understand how much he <laughs> means to people of a certain age. But Billy Sharp's goals have come most of them at a higher level than Keith Edwards scored. 
Oh, fighting talk. I'm throwing, I like I'm it. Throwing that down there, but um, yeah, but I never saw Keith Edwards, so yeah, I'm not the man to ask. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's great. You were just doing your World Eleven, like just just to pass some time, like in the pub. Yeah, or what? I went to watch the Peter game with him a couple of weeks ago, and uh, like we a couple of mate, my mate were there as well. He goes like, we were just he would talk about some of the best players he'd seen. He goes right, you do your best eleven, and we'll do ours. You know what I mean? See who's seen the best players. Because he doesn't get as many matches anymore, and uh, yeah. he had Keith Edwards up front, which. <laughs> which is why I lost. But... <laughs> that's uh, that's great pub chat. That God, I wonder. I'll yeah, I enjoyed it. Think yeah, what mine would be actually. Like, I'll, I'll go for it one day with you. Anyway, who we picked? But, yeah. Yeah. Well, mind you, we've seen some pretty elite players, haven't we? With, this like, is it. I would have been my team. But, like, I've got Skulls. I've got Gerard. I've got Ronaldo. Ronaldo yeah. yeah, Lampard. Well, maybe not. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And yeah, that that clinched the game. Uh, we saw it out really nicely. I mean, at the end of the game, I was I was almost getting annoyed. At, even though I wanted us to get a third, I was almost getting annoyed at like, why aren't you just standing on the ball, <laughs> West Brom, and not coming near you? Just let's yeah. just knock it about for the last five minutes. Do not concede a stupid free kick or throw in or whatever. Which we did. They, they, they threw yeah. a couple in at the end, but I think West Brom had gone by then, which is understandable. You two and all down ten men must be knackering. Yeah. So uh, there it is, full time. A a huge win. I, I, me and my dad were discussing this beforehand, and I I think this is going to sound a bit weird. I think, but I think it was a bigger game to win than it would have been for us to lose. Like this is poorly articulated. I think I think had we lost, it wasn't such a big deal. Whereas if we win, it was. It really does sort of put us right into the mix now of the playoffs. Whereas yeah, losing to West Brom, like well. You know, there's, there's, we've still got these games in hand. It's not terminal. We obviously we won the yeah. previous few games as well. It's just yeah. it's more of a a bump in the road. I think you could talk yourself into it. I whereas... said before the game, you give me a point. I want to be happy, but it's not the end of the world. It's it's you would have possibly had to get a, a three points against Huddersfield. Mm. Maybe not have to, but you'd want three points against Huddersfield just to keep that momentum built, you know, keeping going. But we've got six points. I said I'd, I'd like six points out of those three games coming up with Birmingham, Huddersfield and West Brom. We've got them already. So. Let's let's hope it's uh, it doesn't end there. Yeah. Um, I think I articulate that really poorly, so I'm just going to have to pray <laughs> that people had a, had a vague idea what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so Basham's 300th league appearance. I think that was the only thing, other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, anything else to, to tick off from, uh, from I this missed game? this, but Mark Duffy turned up to great, grat- well, what's the word, rapturous applause, I believe. Mm. Uh, I yeah, great well. seat back. And there's some great footage on the United Twitter account when he comes into the tunnel. I don't know if you've seen it. I've, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, and he and he's like, oh, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so great to see him back, obviously. A massive, massive hero at United. Yeah. Get him out of retirement. Get him in my world 11. <laughs> <laughs> right, quick break, and then we'll finish up with uh, with a few quick words about Huddersfield back in just one moment. Hello, BladesPod listener. A quick break to tell you about a sponsor of this podcast, NordVPN. Now, I use NordVPN myself. It is a fast and secure service that significantly boosts my online privacy and security. It does this by encrypting my traffic on both web and mobile, so I never have to worry about unsecure websites, unsecure apps, unsecure public Wi-Fi networks. NordVPN takes care of all of that for me and a lot more as well. Uh, One of those things that uh, qualifies as a lot more, I suppose, is uh, the ability to change my virtual location with NordVPN with just a single click, and that gives me access to all kinds of streaming platforms, 
that are not available in the UK, which is a very, very handy feature as anyone who has watched uh, football on a, on a laptop screen, I suppose, maybe maybe fully aware of that. So that is NordVPN. They are a sponsor of this podcast, as I said, and they have a special offer for BladesPod listeners. All you need to do is head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod or use the code BladesPod when you sign up. You'll get 70% or 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus an additional month for free. It is also completely risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. So that's nordvpn.com slash blazepod, or use the code blazepod when you sign up and you get a 70% off. Thank you very much for listening. Now back to the podcast. And we're back. And yeah, they, they are coming thick and fast, these games, in February and in, uh, well, what, two days' time by the time this goes out. We're playing Huddersfield on Saturday lunchtime. I didn't realise they were on such a good run. They are unbeaten in 11 league games. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah. yeah. I looked at the form table, the fifth in it. Uh, I was looking a lot of draws, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, but I was looking at their forum. Obviously, I'm getting some views from I've not got it together yet. But they're not as sort of happy as you might think. They seem to think they might be in a false position, a few of them, saying that they're probably a mid-table team who's just sort of... Mm. Getting results that maybe, not saying they don't deserve, but I don't think it's the most expansive football. So I think it's going to be unbelievably tight. I yes. Whatever happens, it's going to be probably a goal either way. And, you know, and I'd take a point with the results we've got, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're unbeatable. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not sure what the metrics are. I don't know if you've got any of that. Sort yeah, of. I have actually. So, yeah, they, their last defeat, so we, they lost back to back games to QPR and Borough uh, back in mm-hmm. November, but then unbeaten in 11. Um, Infogol has them as the 10th best team in the championship. They're obviously, yeah. what, are they fifth at the moment? Yeah, the fifth at the moment. But obviously, and they themselves, actually, because we, we joke between ourselves that they seem to play every day. They because they have day. played miles more games than everyone else. And they, they one of their fans said something like, they just want everyone to catch up because they haven't really got a clue where they're actually on the table because they've played so much more games than anyone else. They could be down to something like... 10th or 11th if yeah, th- and wins or something. So I think we would be above them if you... If we prorated, if we did it on a points, if we did a table on yeah, points per game. Yeah, and I think that's what they were saying. In fairness to him, um, I think they were saying like it's really difficult for them to 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 realize, you know, to realize where they actually are. Yeah, uh, I, I can't read this. I haven't seen them much at all this season. No, I haven't. They're not on telly much, are they? These guys, to be fair. Yeah, but stats wise, like I don't know, they're they're a really good set piece team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> both both attacking and defending. Um yeah. but this they're bottom five for open play XG. Um as you know, that's that's dreadful. Um, Which seems to tie in with what I've read about them not being that exciting. Yeah. Um and defensively not great from uh, like I said, very, very strong defending set pieces, the lowest set piece XG allowed in the whole league. Do mm. you know who's got the second lowest XG allowed is in the league? It is us. These wow. are the Two best set piece defending teams. I never would have thought that. <laughs> you absolutely would never have thought that, but it is no. apparently true. Um, they're at the bottom ten for open play XG against. So really good defending set pieces. Pretty lame. The rest of it. Only Bristol City and Reading have allowed more shots from open play than Huddersfield this season. Um, and by comparison, only Bournemouth and West Brom have allowed fewer shots from open play than Sheffield United have. Right. Um, they also press the third least amount. Yes. Like, I, so I'm looking at this team like... Give us the three points now. Don't bother turning <laughs> up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't... It's strange because I, I remember when we played Coventry, I was like, 
you know, again, just like a, a, a you know ten minute look at the stats, not actually like in depth scouting, but just looking at the stats for Coventry, it's like they're not really good at anything, but they're not bad at anything either, and that's been enough to get them up into well, six. Well, there's a quote actually they... I, that I got, uh, and it was, "We are what we are, a team cost a team that costs less than one million pound. We battle and we can cause teams problems, but we won't get in the playoffs." Mm. And that, yeah, that it feels a little bit like how I felt about Coventry, who, by the way, are now thirteenth and below us in the table by four points. Um, so, I was I yeah. Was I mean, the so there's another fan here. I'm just looking this as as I go actually. But one of them said, "I think it's finally dawning on our fans, uh, but certainly not all, that we are pulling off something akin to a con. We are so far from being the fifth or even tenth best team in the division. We just improved our defending, have great great team spirit and good discipline." See, you would think Huddersfield, of all teams, would be a bit more optimistic because obviously this is a team that won the playoffs with a negative goal difference, I think. <laughs> do yeah, you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I when they beat Wednesday that, on yeah. penalties. Beat Wednesday on pens. I've, I've loved them ever since. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did. Yeah, I do. I, I, I think they're, they're aware. I think from what I can gather, they, they're, they're happy with the season. They mm. just think that they're probably overachieving at this moment. But... I'm not going to say that means they're rubbish or anything like that because teams do do that. You know, we've seen loads of teams in the championship. Barnsley overachieved massively last season. They weren't the yeah. great side in the world or anything, but they caused teams problems. And we've said all season, if you can get yourself organised in this league and just be average, you've got a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the the best summary of them. I mean, even like there's not even a particularly standout player that, that you know makes a lot of these uh, like the top. Top twenty list yeah, for various stuff. Yeah, they've got the stats. middle front, aren't they? Uh, who's on Ward. loan? Is, oh. is, there's someone on loan. Uh, or the, the rave about. I'm, I'm names completely escaped me. Oh, I'm not sure, mate. To be honest. But yeah. anyway, yeah. They, but yeah, I think they are ma- mainly about the the spirit of the team and the the organisation and the discipline and the defensive. Yeah, how good they are defensively. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned so, uh, Sober Thomas right, like when when we played them um, near the start of the season, uh, and he was like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely dominating the championship for chances created." And he has disappeared off the um, mm. like all those sort of stats top twenties. As I said, his his last assist was in October, as it happens. Um, Keeper's having a good season though. He's in like yeah. the uh, the top ten of uh, goals prevented. I think it was, might be top six actually. So. I mean, the numbers suggest this should be an easier game than West Brom or possibly even Birmingham, dare I say it? Uh, you definitely say Luton. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, Luton's, Luton's like fourth in the form today. I think they've lost one against us in the past seven or something like that. And I, I'm going to say that's down to Jay, actually. Yeah. Through, <laughs> just through like that game against us. For that particular game, yeah. Just like... <laughs> Billy Sharp in six yard, but he'll do nothing. That guy in six yard, but <laughs> I think we can win this game. Uh, I'm, I'm more confident about this one than I was about Birmingham, for example. Uh, like I'm you, I'm delighted would... about Gibbs White coming on yesterday because I think he'll, mm-hmm. he'll definitely. I think he'll definitely start. I think Injay will probably drop out just just due to the game time. Um, I've, I don't think you can drop Sharp. He must be on cloud nine. I get, uh, I'd uh, I'd like to see McGoldrick. Excuse me, Gibbs White just a straight swap for McGoldrick, leaving Jai up front with Sharp. If I'd like to see that. I just I just got a feeling that it'll it'll because obviously we've got another game on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, Jai, it might be a few few more swaps around again, and who knows if they don't press, maybe again for Sander Berger. I don't know. Sander Berger. Sander, I've changed it every time. Berger, <laughs> Berger. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, by the uh, way, before I forget that, I don't know why this reminds me. Um, 
if I ever see Al, I'm going to give him a slap because. Uh, I see you, sorry. That that chant that he made, you know, the uh, rocking all over oh, the hell. world chant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he did his own version in the car where he ended with "And Jack Lester." I could not stop singing it yesterday. I, I, all the way, I could not stop singing it. Every even other chants that weren't that chant, like "Sure and Boys, We Are Here," and Jack Lester. <laughs> so it's his fault, and I've been singing it all day at work. So yeah, he's 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 done me in. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, Gary Sinclair playing status quo at the end of the game? I think it's an appalling song. I have to admit, I really. I, Really don't Is it, like... You mean the original, the state? The original question. song, yeah, not not the chant. The chant's fine. The, the yeah. I don't like status quo. To be honest, my granddad liked him a lot, and yeah, just yeah. not not for me. So I, I think the song's appalling. To be honest, as as a song, but it's a good chant. It is you a mean, good chant. I don't think any song's a particularly fantastic no? song in its own right. But that's, people that's kill me for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, come on, Gary, just just let that one, let the atmosphere breathe at the end, please. You don't need to. Yeah. yeah. yeah, we've, yeah. we've had a fun chant for like ten days, and it's, it's already like old, it's already jumped the shark. When you play that, like at dinner games and stuff, yeah. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Better than Warlock used to play simply the best. Do you remember that? No, I forgot. That was Warlock's decision as well. Yeah, when Warlock first came in after every win, he played simply the best by Tina Turner. So, (laughs) fair enough. Um, So yeah, we're obviously on Sky on uh, on Saturday, and then as you mentioned, we've got Hull as well after that. Um, Let's wrap up there, mate. Sorry, once again trying to. Trying to speed through these in February with the uh, the games coming up so it's quickly. It's too exciting, though, isn't it? To... <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, that's that's like I said, that's a massive win for us. Don't like to use the M word, obviously, in Sheffield United circles, but yeah, yeah. Even yeah, yeah. the frustration is that we're still stuck in tenth, but like we now are genuine playoff contenders. You cannot well, we, we, dispute. Yeah, that. we we play first, obviously, on Saturday. So if we win, we will be in the top six for the first time this season, even if it's just for an hour. <laughs> yeah, that is a great point. So that's a that's a nice a nice carrot for for that game. So uh, yeah, we'll look forward to that one. Uh, do you want to plug the view from? I enjoyed the West Brom one actually. Yeah, I didn't think they were too bad. The West Brom mm. fans, I think they they pretty much knew they were well beaten. A couple of people saying we were rubbish but you get that with all fans and yeah Huddersfield won I'm going to try and get that out tomorrow and I think people will be quite surprised at how downbeat they are about their own team mm, I feel like the most optimistic fans we've played recently have been Peterborough of all teams yeah, based on your selection yeah. of views yeah bizarre though yeah, yeah they were really obviously, obviously expect to go on something like that Derby were quite optimistic as well but for better reason mm. um, but yeah you expect to go on the Peterborough bottom three side and think oh everyone's just going to be saying they're rubbish but no they were really because they got a good point at Birmingham and then yeah so it, most most clubs are unhappy <laughs> most <laughs> in the world are unhappy with the with the team and we will be if we lose on Saturday so <laughs> that's true but we're not unhappy right now It's uh, it's it's been a a fantastic week or so, actually. Uh, two yeah, two games. Yeah, as you said, we could have taken if we could get. I think you. What do you want? Three points out of those first two. I think was it you said. I, I said. I said six points out of those three games from Birmingham onwards, and that I, th- I said that'll be good. I said I'd yeah. rather have that than sort of a win and two draws. Obviously, you don't lose in that, but you get the extra point, and yeah. we've got six. So this for me, I'm not saying it's a free hit, but it's it's even more exciting now because we've got six. The worst case scenario. Is that it's still going to be in our hands? I think whatever happens uh, yeah. in terms of games in hand and stuff, because we've got two on on Forest. So yeah, I think the, the worst case scenario we lose, and it's not, you know, that's it's not ended or anything like that. We've still got something to to proper go for. Yeah, it's a 
did did not expect the season to take a, an exciting turn, but here we are. Let's hope it I'm continues. I'm absolutely ready to apologise to all the players, um, but I, <laughs> I don't want to do it just yet because uh, tempting fate and all that. So, but I will I will eat my words, not literally. I don't. Yeah, I'm not going to print them out. You're going to do that. Yeah. We managed to get away with a sneaky bit of rotation last night. I don't know if it's a you know sort of. Unintentional rotation. I think Darren you know. Davis might come back in actually on on uh, Saturday um, because I don't know if they'll. I think we may be more expansive ourselves. Mm. And but, yeah, but you know, Fleck, uh, Berger came on near the end, didn't he? I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ben Davis obviously a week off essentially. Yeah, you know, he come back in. Yeah, I mean, Robinson played well the last three games. In fairness to him, mm. he did indeed. So yeah, maybe a, a small bonus from last night is I didn't think that was. Our strongest team, <laughs> to be honest, that it we played. We're nowhere near our strongest team. There's no way our strongest team can, you know, as Robinson and and Baldock at left wing back, in that, mm. in, and Gibbs White on the bench, as well as those two played. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, they played really well. I'm not slagging them off, but yeah, you won't pick those as your first eleven. I don't think. Probably not. All right, sorry, mate. I've I've sent us down yet another tangent when I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to ra- trying to wrap us up here. Just uh, just about an hour, so uh, we will leave it there. That is Roy's view from dot com, obviously. You can follow Andrew at Panchero. Follow me at Blades Pod. Have you got another Maidly episode in the in the works? Well, no, we're recording on this Saturday. You may be appearing on it, but you've not you've not signed the contract yet, have you? So, well, yeah. uh, you may not be on it. You may be on it. Tune in to find out. But yeah, we're recording a, a retro games episode on Saturday because it was still on as bonus episodes. So we can go out of the, outside the box a little bit, and uh, mm. yeah, just games that meant a lot to us when we were uh, when we were kids basically and a bit of background to all those so yeah I'll i'm gonna do my best time. do my best to be available because that's uh that's right up my street that is so uh, <laughs> nice one mate right thank you so much for uh squeezing this one in in your evening uh and i will catch up with you very soon no worries mate thank you Hello again, Blades Pod listeners. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And thank you also to NordPass, the leading password manager who kindly support this podcast. NordPass is brought to you by the cybersecurity experts who built NordVPN, another friend of the podcast, of course, who you will have heard earlier, and uh, are used by more than 14 million people worldwide to get added security and speed when using the old internet there. Uh, NordPass is everything I need in a password manager. It keeps all my passwords in one place. It's accessible with just a single master password, means that's the only thing I need to remember. And they can generate ultra-secure new passwords with just a single click. Their autofill feature also helps me log in near instantly to whatever site or account I'm using without having to rack my brains for whatever details I came up with months or years before when I created that account. And NordPass are offering a great deal to BlazePod listeners this month. You can get 52% off NordPass if you sign up at nordpass.com slash BladesPod or just use the code BladesPod on sign up. That's 52% off a two-year plan plus one month absolutely free. Head to nordpass.com slash BladesPod now and boost your own online security. Thank you once again for listening and downloading BladesPod. We'll be back after the next game.